0: We're on.
1: We are on. <laughs>
0: Sometimes you surprise me. I know. And then I'm like, fuck, what did I say? That's hilarious. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> we are on. You brought peppermint schnapps. So delicious. And we had chocolate milk with peppermint schnapps. Hot, hot, hot chocolate High with chocolate. peppermint schnapps. That. What you said. The great winter drink. And we're also having um, Belgian mini cream puffs. Uh And we're about to have a celebratory (laughs) Ojo Prosecco. And I'm going to let you do the honors with that because (laughs) I'm not very good at opening bottles of um, jumping. It's time to pop the cork. Pop the cork. And why are we popping the cork? The election is over. We are just happy. (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Oh. Yay! Yay. Yeehaw. I love the sound of that.
0: There we go. That's so funny. I was gonna buy a bottle, totally forgot. And like minds think. Wait, think alike. Great minds, great minds think, minds think alike. <laughs> well, I guess obviously we've been drinking before <laughs> we started
1: today. We had to unload.
0: My mug was a
1: big be- mug before we started recording. All right, do it again. All right. Cheers. Cheers.
0: And happy end of election to everybody. Thank God. Mm. It's a dry one. It's very dry. Ugh.
1: Okay, it's All not right. bad, it's just dry. It, it's going to take me Tastes a minute. It's like a brute. It does have a tang. Mm. It has Ugh. a bite. Maybe it has to air
0: out.
1: <laughs> okay, Ooh, okay. Uh, that's going to make me get drunk and have a headache.
0: Okay, now now that the election is over, it is time for everybody to change the vibration. Right. Send good, listen, doesn't matter, Republican. Democrat, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, the more people that are saying, oh, I need 2020 to be over, 2020 has been awful, let's stop saying that because it is sending negative vibrations out into the universe and then that's what we're getting back so 2021 will not be any different right until we change the what we are saying
1: we're going to manifest what we're putting out there yes
0: so let's change that vibration
1: everything i think for a lot of us amazing a lot of us at least half of us it's going to be easier (laughs) to change our vibration yes and some of us it's going to be harder to change our vibration because we're not as happy if People can make it
0: four years one way. They can make it four years another way. Right.
1: Good, good. That's that's a very... Did you like that? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. That was... Very... We, we are trying our best to be as neutral as possible, you mm-hmm. guys, because we love you all. We love all of our listeners, and we don't want to turn anybody off.
0: Everybody, there's no reason why we can't have productive conversations, and everybody can be... You know, having an opinion. You all can have an opinion. We can have our opinion. It's about respecting each other for that right. opinion. It doesn't need to turn ugly like it has. I do not understand all that. I hate that. I've never called somebody a nickname because of the way that they, anyway.
1: The party that they vote I'm with. not going
0: to, I wouldn't do that. I think right. that is degrading people. I think it's hateful. And I'm just not a hateful kind of person.
1: So. So on that note. Hey. So on that note. Yeah. My story, which I'm not going to do right now because you're going first this time. Are you sure? No. (laughs) It's going to tie into a little bit of the election. Ooh. Just talking about the White House. itself, Because obviously Mm -hmm. somebody's getting ejected. Somebody's Mm -hmm. getting in in the next couple months. So. I can't wait. Can't wait, but you have something pretty cool.
0: I think I do. Did you
1: look it up? I did not. I promise. <laughs> I promise. And I it's r-
0: I finally one that you haven't heard of. Yes.
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, folks. You have true crime. All right, and I do. And go,
0: go. Okay, I am. You know how I do my thing. I start by reading it, and then I jump all over the place. Right. So just go with it. All right, mine is on a woman named Dorothea Puente. Puente? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she is a psychotic serial killer.
1: Oh, wow. I have never heard of her. Yeah.
0: She's born, I don't know why this matters. Well, kind of does matter. She was born January 9th, 1929. She was born in San Bernardino County, California, this is this takes place Sacramento mm. California okay so let me I'll just I'll just start reading
1: and then you know me okay so <laughs> I like how you give that disclaimer every yeah. time I think yeah. everybody that's listening already knows. they already know except Her, those that are starting to listen yeah. so you.
0: for newbies Carleen starts reading and then she just kind of puts in her own, because I watch so much of it that I don't put it in my writing, and then I'll remember. Right. Anyway, it just throws me off, so I'm better off just winging it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a guide. Okay. Okay, so she was born in San Bernardino County. Ooh, that was not an EVP. (laughs) My, I need to come up with a, like a EVP type, an acronym for my, when that happens, I'll be like, that was an EVP, but that was a TTE, throat talking experience, <laughs> TTE, <laughs> oh, I'm cracking myself up, all right, you're so funny, <sighs> Oh, it's just going to keep happening. And all I did was take two little sips of this. I know. It's you're booby. still drinking it.
1: It's growing on me. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
1: All right. All right. It's like right. drinking p- pickle juice. It just like after a while, you're like, sip, Isn't
0: that a little crazy? sip, a little more sip. And then it kind of like
1: tastes good. Yeah. It's weird. All right. Not that this tastes like pickle juice, no. but it has kind of a bite to it.
0: Not like that stuff that I brought over that one time. That was delicious. It's from Italy. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember the name. All right. Deep breath. Cleansing breath. Just kidding. (laughs) All right. Her father was a cotton picker. Both parents abused her. I guess Mm. it's good to know she had a troubled life. Because, no, it doesn't excuse anything she did. It just kind of explains, I guess, why she's fucked
1: up. I think most of the serial killers we've done have had pretty fucked up the life
0: i didn't have the best of childhoods but i'm not a fucking serial killer i'm like the best person you'll
1: ever meet (laughs) all right who may or may not have somebody tied up in her basement
0: (laughs) i told you not to share that okay both parents abused her and she often had to scavenge for food. Hmm. Puentes. Okay. Oh my God. There's just her last name. There's a, a coin that's kind of weird. Um, her father died when she was only four. Uh, when she was six, her mother died. Well, so her parents couldn't abuse her that long. I act like this is all new. This is the first time I've had anybody in <laughs> the like...
1: Certain things are <laughs> dawning on you at the same time.
0: Yeah. We do this every time, too. Yes. All right. Both her parents died when she was young. Oh, so she was sent to an orphanage until relatives from Fresno. See, I would think they're coming down from Fresno that they would be, like, sweeter, but no. Anyway, they took her in. I don't know why I'm thinking if they're from Fresno, they're going to be sweeter (laughs) to her. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> in later life, she lied about her childhoods. See, for all we know, all of it's a lie. We don't know that. Right. Um, saying that she was one of 18 children who were all born and raised in Mexico. Hmm. Weird. That she, that's the that's
1: the 18? Ch- she was one of 18?
0: That's that's the made up childhood that she came up with? That's kind of interesting. Hmm. I mean, alright. To each its own. Like, that's your fantasy childhood? <laughs> okay. And Okay, so a 19... 19- Maybe
1: to elicit sympathy.
0: I mean, still. Have you seen 18 and counting? <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, to be the 18th kid in... I guess. A family from Mexico from back then doesn't exactly set you apart from too many people. Because okay, well, if she, we have big families. If
0: she has any Mex... Any Latina in her, uh huh. <laughs> she is way wider than even you, and you're considered a well. You have more like Spanish in you, but she's considered. She would be considered a weta, weta, mm-hmm. a super weta.
1: I thought I was a super weta. No,
0: she, no. Uh, you're gonna see when you see pictures of her. Wait, we'll pull her up, but right. Anyway, I... okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, in 1946, she married for the first time, but her husband died of a heart attack within two years. Oh, it sounds like she's been married quite a few times. Hmm. For money, she tried to forge checks. This is all very important, but she, she, she's not a very good, bad person because she gets caught. Everything she does, she gets caught. She eventually got caught for doing the forged checks and was sentenced to a year in jail.
2: Hmm.
0: Then she was paroled for six months. Soon after that release, she didn't stay good for very long. Soon after that release, she was impregnated by a man she barely knew. She ended up giving birth to a baby girl, which she had to give up for adoption, which remember this, because when I talk about her sentencing, that's going to come up. Okay. Well, it sounds like that child looked out. Yeah. And, but, but if she's saying this now, mm-hmm. that's why I say it, pay attention to that. Okay. She's saying she had a baby girl that she had to give up for adoption. But in the sentencing, you're going to hear something s- different. Well, to me, it sounds like it's something different. Anyway, in 1952, she married a Swede named Axel Johansson,
1: oh, and had a, Axel Johansson. Oh,
0: he was a violent bastard. Okay. For 14 14 year marriage, Ooh. I didn't realize she had a marriage that long. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, in 1960, this is where shit really starts getting bad. In 1960, she was arrested in a brothel and sentenced for to 90 days in the sac in the Sacramento County jail but i also heard
1: okay was she prostituting
0: well one of the stories that i heard was that she was running the brothel
1: ah so she doesn't sound um, it's, smart enough to be a well, madam
0: well and this is saying she was arrested in it so she this kind of makes it sound like she was a hooker yeah like she was a, a hooker but regardless <laughs> Something to do with the brothel, okay. Then she was arrested again. This time for vagrancy, and sentenced to another ninety days in jail. But it doesn't say where she was arrested. Hmm. Back in the brothel, I don't know. Um, following that, she was she started to get involved with in a malicious illegal acts. Oh, and over time, which is became, so not specific, but it gets more specific, I guess. Um, they became more serious. As time went on. Mm-hmm. And I guess the title serial killer kind of gives it away. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Drink break.
1: I think I'm going to finish all of these cream puffs by myself.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, do you know, I I have, there's like this new rule, I guess, you know, with Halloween and then you have candy. Mm-hmm. So like I put candy in my freezer and it's like. Oh, after every meal, you're supposed to rinse your mouth out with a chocolate bar.
1: <laughs> that's an, wow! That's a yeah, new rule that I I, guess. I could be down for. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's what my ass is telling me. It's like it's the law, so I'm like, all right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Following that, she started to get involved in malicious, illegal acts that over time became more serious. This activity slowed down a great deal when she found work as an. Oh. a nurse's aide. A what? Caring for disabled and, I'm oh. so excited, for disabled and elderly people in private homes. In Yuck. A sh- I know, I know. She's a creeper. Let me just tell you, you're you're not going to like her when I'm done. Uh,
1: I already don't like her. I know. I don't and, like the way this is going. I, it's, yeah, you're, you're
0: really seeing the full picture. I guarantee it. Because oh we've God. done so many creepy stories. Yes. In a short time, she started to manage boarding houses. Okay, so she divorces Johansson in uh, 1966 and then married Roberto Puenta. Oh. She was born with that name, and then she ends up marry, marry, and then marries a guy with that same last name. So
1: it's Puente or Puenta?
0: Puente. Okay. Puente. No, how you're saying it. Puente? With the E and the N? Yeah. Okay. Puente. Wait, how do you say it? Puente. 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 I don't know how to say it. You can just keep saying it. In Mexico City, that's why I looked at you when I first said it.
1: You said it right the first time you Did said I? it. Did mm-hmm. I? Puente. Puente.
0: Puente. Not pointe. Puente. Yeah.
1: Not pointe. Puente. Yeah. <laughs> Not puente, puente. yeah. <laughs>
0: Roberto Puente. Okay. See, I say it better if I'm acting like I'm speaking Spanish. Yes. Anyway, she meets Roberto. In, and they get married in Mexico City. He was 19 years her junior. What? <laughs> oh, oh my God. This woman, she's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Wait, it just gets thicker. Roberto had no trouble staying faithful to Dorothea. And the marriage only lasted two years. Why didn't he have trouble staying faithful to her? And it only lasted two years. Right. Shortly before the end of the marriage, however, this is when she takes over this three-story, 16-bedroom care facility, 2100 F Street in Sacramento. There she provided care and comfort. Do you see me just like wave? She waving the hands like she just don't care. (laughs) I just got my hands in the air. <laughs> she just don't care. All right. Anyway, there was, um, there she provided care and <laughs> comfort. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, to homeless and destitute people in the area. But anyway, this is kind of where she gets her start of being a big piece of shit. Oh, God. And. Okay, so back when she was doing nurse's aid stuff, she had gotten arrested, I think. Anyway, she was drugging people. Oh, nice. Yeah, over-drugging them. And then she always made a habit of stealing Social Security checks and stuff from people. But she was not a legitimate nurse, and she was pretending. Surprise! To be. Surprise! Right. Anyway, she did end up going to prison, and if I'm jumping ahead or whatever, but I don't want to forget that I'm telling you that part. Okay. So, oh, that sounds much better. Oh, hello. Yeah. hello. Okay. Hi. Thank you for calling. <laughs> You've reached Ah oh, Mama. How can I help you?
1: <laughs> How long? Would In case you, case like you guys didn't talk? know. This is uh, Carlene's side job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling
0: one eight hundred Ha Mama. How may I help you? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if I'm gonna do this out of order or not, but the she was living in her brother in law's. House And she was renting a room there. She ends up getting arrested. And I think this is when she got arrested for, like, pretending to be a nurse and stealing people's checks and stuff. She she ends up spending time in jail a few years. Wow. Yeah, so if I end up repeating this, because maybe I got it wrong, it's in here. Okay. Anyway, she then comes back and rents the whole house and turns it into a boarding house. So that's the gist of it. But let me just read this part because I, I know I was getting ahead of myself and behind myself and under myself all can over the place. I, can I just say
1: for hmm. listeners that are listening for the first time <laughs> and, and start podcasts in backwards order, mm-hmm. um, if you hear snoring in the background yes there is somebody snoring in this room but it's not carlene and it's not me it's my dog shorty and she frequently we put her to sleep all the time obviously where is she she's she's right here by me oh
0: it sounds like she's like right by my feet (laughs) oh my god that was so loud okay so i'm gonna read what i wrote because i don't want to miss anything okay Okay, so the address of the crimes is 1426 F Street in Sacramento, but most people just call it the F Street House. I'd call it like the fucked up street house, but F F Street. F stands for fucked up. Fucked up. Okay, so now I want everybody put on your like vision. I am going to give you a description of this woman. Okay, because this is what made her her eyes. Yeah, this is what made her such a great con artist for this scheme. She was a grandmother-like looking woman, so Mm -hmm. she was tiny. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not very tall. Mm -hmm. She has short white hair. Mm -hmm. that has like, you know, the big grandmother curls, you know, how they all set their hair and curl it. And then she wore the really big, you know, in the eighties, those big glasses, (laughs) she wore those, she had this tiny little nose and these giant glasses and this little face. And she wasn't a very big woman at all. Mm -hmm. She was pretty petite in my eyes.
1: She pretty much somebody from the golden girls. Yes.
0: Okay, okay, yes. And she looked way older than she was, and that was on purpose. She would would tell people that she was like 69 going to be 70. She sounds like Sophia. Yes, except, well, she she would tell people she was 69 going to be 70. Mm -hmm. Reality, she was 59 turning 60. So, she was in her 50s and playing off this, like, old grandmother self. And she wore a muumuu? Oh, she just dressed like a big-time grandmother. (laughs) Okay. Because her whole scheme was, who's going to think a sweet old grandmother is going to hurt anybody or steal from anybody? I mean, and she would even, she spoke up until the very end. She was never like super defensive or hateful or she just spoke very sweet and no go ahead oh if you go ahead no i don't want to oh and she kind of played like i'm just a dumb old lady and i i mean i guess that like that that's Mm -hmm. just so her okay so dorothea was known as this kind old woman because people see what they want to see. But at the same time, there were a lot of people that were pretty intimidated by her too. Cause really? she fucked with people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so many people were oblivious to this woman's shady past as well as her present she seemed to fool people with her good Samaritan act of kindness dorothea's reputation at the F Street boarding house was mixed some tenants resented her stinginess and complained that she refused to give them their mail or money others praised her for her small acts of kindness and her generous homemade meals her motives for, here we go her motives for killing tenants were financial. The police estimates of her ill gotten income totaling more than five thousand a month. Did I kind of?
1: Well, all right. Let's okay. just go with so it. So she's killing her tenants.
0: Okay. Well, basically, she would take people in. Social workers were like, "Oh, this nice old lady takes care." It was usually people that didn't have other a lot of family or people uh, that would notice that they're missing. Yes. And then she would take in people that had, like, alcohol or drug issues or they were mentally... So she could cover it up. Right. And because those people, a lot of time, you know, they live on the streets. And then if they were at her house and then they just disappeared and she could just say, well, they left. I mean, they're back on the street. I don't know where they are. Exactly. And so... And nobody really invested that much time in looking for them. Because they were the drugs of society. Yeah. Basically. Right. Mm. So the murders began shortly after. Dorothea began renting out space at the F Street home in April 1982. 61-year-old Ruth Monroe began living with her in her upstairs apartment. Okay, so this is really sad. Her her sons. This woman was only in her 60s. Like, and her husband had died. He was like terminally ill. And she was just really depressed. And her sons were like, we don't want you to live by yourself. And somehow, I don't remember how they found out about her. So they said, why don't you, why don't you see if you can be one of her roommates? Right. And, and at this time, I don't think she had like a whole bunch of people living in the house. It was just the two of them. So they thought they were doing the best thing for their mom. And in the beginning, it was a really great thing. One of the sons would go like every day to see his mom. Yeah, she was only 61 Mm -hmm. that he would go and see his mom. And, and slowly he started to see that she was like very sickly.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then the last time he saw her, she was just like kind of paralyzed in bed. She couldn't respond to him. it was like locked-in syndrome. She couldn't respond, but she knew he was there and but she was just she couldn't move, which is one of the symptoms of the drug that Dorothea is known for using on her victims. But at this point, she doesn't have victims yet. Right. Okay. So, soon this woman Ruth ends up dying. Mm. And she tells the police, um, well, she she was just a very depressed woman. She was, oh wait, yeah, because she was not depressed. I'm sorry, she wasn't. But her, her husband did die, a ter- die of a terminally ill illness. But anyway, she tells the police that he was very depressed. And she basically tells them she took her own life. Like she OD'd. Yeah, and, and it was on codeine and basically Tylenol. Uh huh. And so nobody really questioned it because it really, I mean, her sons were like, my mom wasn't depressed, right?" but whatever. They just, nobody questioned it. Right. So they, crazy. they ruled it a suicide. And then a few weeks later, the police were back after a 74 year old named Malcolm McKenzie. One of four elderly people, uh, Dorothea was accused of drugging. Acu- he accused Dorothea of drugging and stealing from him. She was, oh, this is where she was convicted. She was convicted of three charges of theft in August, 9- 18th, August 18th, 1982, and sentenced to five years in jail.
1: So, I mean, okay.
0: She but just they killed a woman.
1: <laughs> so, not for the murder, or mm-hmm. they just didn't know at that
0: time? No, because at that time, they just... That woman o- overdosed, so they thought she was just
1: stealing her shit. She was just mm-hmm. taking advantage of it, yeah. Okay. So
0: now they're not knowing, no, and and at this point she's basically yeah yeah I I all right I'm I'm stealing I did it. Um, where she began corresponding with a seventy seven year old retiree living in Oregon. So while she's in jail, she has this pen pal, mm-hmm. and his name is Everson Gilmouth. Gilmouth? Anyway, um, a pal friendship developed, and when Dorothea was released in 1985, after serving just three years of her sentence, he was waiting for her in his red 1980 Ford pickup. How sweet.
2: Hmm. But,
0: you know, she's not looking for that. Their relationship developed quickly, and the couple was soon making wedding plans. Interesting. Okay, shit's gonna get real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, in November 1985, uh, Dorothea hired Ismail Flores to install some wood paneling in her apartment. So hold on, let me just tell you, like from here on, she would hire um, inmates that were parolees and stuff. Mm-hmm. She would get them to come and do certain household things, but also things they didn't know they I don't think they knew they were doing. Right. Wrong. Anyway, was like, she
1: making a secret room?
0: No. Okay. Okay. So, um for his labor, for this guy's labor, in addition to $800, Dorothea gave him a 1980 Ford, red, pickup in good condition. What the fuck? (laughs) Where's 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 Mm. her hubby? Oh, which belonged to her boyfriend in Los Angeles, who no longer needed it. Well, how come? She asked Flores to build a six by three by two foot box (laughs) to store books and other
1: items. Yeah, that she was going to bury in the backyard. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: She then asked Flores to transport the filled, nailed, shut box to a storage depot. Flores agreed, and Dorothea joined him. She was like, I'll come with you. I'm so sweet. On the way, she told him, let me help you. I'll show you where it's at. Okay, well, then she's like, pull over here where they got out it was on garden highway in sutter county and she told him to dump the box out into the riverbank okay a... at that point
1: <laughs> you don't want these books yeah i mean like are not we littering like why are we doing that why, why you could have just tossed it in a dump dumpster we didn't have to drive all this way weird that's huh. so weird. Hey, I'm getting $800 in a truck. So, oh, but, whatever. He didn't put two and two no. together, the measurements, Evidently, any of that. Okay.
0: Evidently not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you some at the end of this. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, they dumped the box in the riverbank in a, an unofficial household dumping site. Um, Dorothea oh. told him the contents of the box were just junk. But, Okay, it's in the the river. On January 1st, 1986, a fisherman spotted the box sitting out three feet from the bank of the river and informed the police. Investigators found a badly decomposed body, an unidentifiable body of an elderly man inside. Wow. You know, bitch... He was being a nice guy, being your pen pal, and you go and kill this guy for she his sounds truck. like a total piece of shit. Oh, she's, she's worse. Um, okay, Dorothea continued to collect Everson's pension and wrote letters to his family. Of course Oh, she yeah. Did. So his family was, you know, like... Hey, we want to see you guys. We want to meet you. And she was like totally corresponding with them. Mm-hmm. Like things are great. This is what's going on. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally acting like he's sitting right next to her. And they have no idea that he's not around anymore. It's so sad. That is sad. Anyway. So how um, long
1: did that go on?
0: Um, I think that that was like a year. <gasps> um, I might say on here explaining that the reason he had not contacted them was because he was ill. She maintained a room and board business, taking in 40 new tenants. Gilmell's body remained unidentified for three years. So I'm his really family cool. didn't
1: know for three years. And Okay, so she was mm. only corresponding them for a year of that. I think, I think just like a year.
0: Okay. It didn't, from so, what I remember watching, it, it was not very long, hmm. about a year. Dorothea continued to accept elderly tenants and was popular with the local social workers because she accepted tough cases, including drug addicts and abusive tenants. She collected tenants monthly mail before they saw it, pocketing the rest for their expense, for expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, during this period, parole agents, this is what I went and visited Dorothea, who had been ordered to stay away from the elderly and refrain from handling government checks. Oh, so they were suspicious of her. Yeah. A minimum of 15 times they went to check on her. No violations were ever noted. Like, <laughs> they weren't checking too hard. Apparently but again, not. she's just this old lady, like, oh, she's sweet. Okay, so now. Is the good shit. Okay. In 1988, and it's really sad if you watch on YouTube. You can watch a crime show, and they actually do the interviewing of this social worker and the detective. They have footage of them digging. It's sad. The whole thing's sad. But this poor social worker, she quit. Oh. Like, she couldn't do it anymore. Like, she just felt like she was traumatized from this. Oh, I don't blame her. So sad. Anyway, 1988, a social worker named... Uh, Judy Moise had placed a 51-year-old homeless schizophrenic man, who, by the way, it sounds like this man was like the sweetest thing. She even, she felt for him and knew he was harmless. I mean, he was schizophrenic and had mental, like he could hear voices in his head and stuff, but he was just the sweetest man that she took it upon herself to put him in her car and go and take him herself to Dorothea's house and make sure that he was taken care of. And she checked on him in it all the time. And, Oh, it was just, okay. So anyway, his name was Alberto Montoya mm-hmm. and he went by Bert to like people that his friends, he was kind older gentleman. Um, you know, well liked by the few people that knew him. The social worker had made visits and had seen Mr. Montoya. Um, When, when she last saw him, he would, he had a haircut. He looked amazing. He looked healthy. Mm-hmm. He seemed healthy because he was probably on his medication. Right. And he had brand new clothes on new shoes, new pants, new shirt. Like he looked so good and so happy. So, you know, the social worker was just so happy for him. Right. And she was like, oh, I'm placing him in this good, safe place, and he's being taken care of. Not. Not. No. Bah, bah, bah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the social worker had made uh, visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Then, at another visit, there I'm boring you. (laughs) Um, Then, at another visit on November 7th, 1988, the social worker is told, she kept trying to get a hold of him, and like, to see him, talk to him on the phone, whatever, for like six months, or six weeks, I can't remember, for a while, and she finally... November 7th, 1988, she's told, because now she's questioning this bitch, like, where is he? Right. And she's like, oh no, he's taken a trip to Mexico and he hasn't returned yet. Like, the, the stories are different. So some of the stories are like, he's in Mexico seeing my brother, the doctor, and mm-hmm. he hasn't come back. And then there was other stories that, um, the social worker began to grow suspicious when after six months of Bert being at the home, all of a sudden he can't be found because he is supposed, supposedly, supposedly, supposed. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly? Yeah. In Mexico with, and Dorothea assured Judy he will return soon, but he still hadn't. Meanwhile, his checks are being cashed. Right, right. Like acting like he's still around, but he still hadn't after weeks. So she then tells, Judy tells Dorothea, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the police. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm worried. You're not really giving me a straight answer. I'm freaked out. So then when all of a sudden the social worker receives a phone call, this is when it gets weird. She, so now she's told Dorothea, I'm calling the police. Right. Then she receives a phone call from a man who's like, oh. Hi, this is um this is Don Anthony. I mean Michelle Overgaunt. Like that or something like that. I don't know what it is Overgaunt or something like that. Anyway, he introduced he fucked up his name. Right. So she's like, What? <laughs> and he's like, um, i oh no, I'm this is yeah, I mean Michelle Overgaunt. I don't know the last name. Um, I have Al, Alberto with me. Um, He says, he's my nephew and I'm in Utah with him. I brought, I went and got him. I picked him up from Dorothea's house and he's in Utah with me. Uh We're in Freeport, Utah, like calm down. So the social worker calls Dorothea and she's like, um, and she asks her about the story and Dorothea assures her the story's true and told her a family member just showed up on Sunday when I got back from church. This family member had already been packing him up and took him to Utah. Like, wait, but you're telling me he's in Mexico. Right. Now your story is on Sunday. Yeah. And she did. She kept saying something about the last time I saw him was Sunday. Yeah. So now he's in with some relative that, by the way, Judy, the social workers never heard of. Right. Anyway, so Judy, the social worker, is now like, none of this is making any fucking sense. There's so many holes in your story. I'm calling the police. Like, that's it. Right. So finally, Good. She, yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, <laughs> like, I think these days they get so overwhelmed that I don't know that they would have taken the time to call a police. Right.
1: I guess it depends on the social worker. Yeah, yeah, and
0: how invested they are. But anyways, finally, she contacted the police and gave... And had them investigate. A uniformed officer named Richard Ewing first took the initial report and did a welfare check on Burp while Dorothea gave, oh, oh, that was a burpee. So I heard that one. <laughs> that was loud. It, was loud. it was like my throat was like, what? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what? On. That's a long story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you intrigued? I am intrigued. Okay. All right. I mean, I want to know what happened. It's
0: a good story, I think. I mean, good sick story, yeah. but it already happened. So, all right. So anyway, so this uh, Richard Ewing is a uniformed cop. He he gets the initial welfare check, go check. Um, and then this sweet old lady, you know, answers mm-hmm. the door. She's very accommodating. She right. doesn't hide anything. She's um, answering you know, very sweetly. And so he doesn't think anything's wrong. And then she even has John Stewart, I think is his name, is one. Oh, John Sharp is one of the tenants there who evidently isn't murdered.
1: <laughs> and, he's in on it. He gets a cash of checks. Okay,
0: but hold on. <laughs> Just remember, I my, he's going to come up in one of my okay. theories. Uh, anyway, John Sharp. Well, maybe not him. There's another guy. But anyway, John Sharp. She tells all the tenants to say that they saw him on Sunday. You know, the police come by. This is what you're going to tell them. Right. Then as the officer's walking out, he slips the officer a note and says, "Um, she's making us say that. Meet me. (gasps) Yeah. Can we meet? Like, meet me wherever. And I'm, you know, so I can talk to you freely. Right. So the officer does. And he's like... Yeah, she intimidates, scares us, and we do what she says, and she told us to say this. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, being that cop and being like, what the fuck?
1: This little lady, really?
0: Yeah, like, what? This is so weird. Yeah. And so Sharp also shares concerns um, of hearing loud thunking noises going down the stairs when another man named Fink left and never returned. And there was a foul odor coming from the room upstairs. So she she has the room upstairs, and then um all the tenants have like the rooms downstairs. Okay. And so <coughs> he's mentioning smell. Uh, um, smelling. I think he actually had a room upstairs too, and this was like across the hall. But anyway, he could smell the foul odor coming from like uh, one of the rooms. The smell of death. Yes, now okay. that even gets worse. Ugh. So, anyway, and he thought people were buried in the backyard. So, Officer Ewing then is like, you know what? Shit's getting crazy and real. I'm giving this to a detective. Is this above my pay grade. Yes. <laughs> so, Detective John Cabrera of Missing Persons and Homicide is like, to me, he's like the hero of the whole thing because mm. he really listened to his own intuition Mm -hmm. and didn't like, he could have easily just like walked away and he didn't. Anyway, he was smart about it. Detective Cabrera began to investigate. And at first he states how he really didn't think, and he, they even show him like there's footage of him going in and just saying, you know, Hey, listen, he's super nice about it. Would you have a problem with us looking around? And she's like, no, go ahead. And he's like, that's fucking fantastic because we don't have to get a search warrant. So they, they, um, he began to investigate. And at first he states how he really didn't think anything shady was going on. He questioned Dorothea and the tenants of the house at which time Dorothea gave her permission for the police to search the house. So Cabrera was looking for Bert, the developmentally disabled schizophrenic who, had been reported missing by the social worker Cabrera and the social worker she had talked to him a couple of times before he went and she's like listen i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you didn't find dead bodies in that place oh wow yeah and he's like so i should take a shovel being sarcastic and right. she's like um yeah probably yeah And so funny how everybody's kind of thinking the same thing and really don't have a whole lot of proof at this point. I mean, so he, before he even went over there, he had, of course, pulled up her criminal record and saw she has, she has a criminal past. So Cabrera and his colleagues, they didn't really notice a whole lot inside. I mean, he was even like tapping on walls. He said, then he realized, um, Bert's a bigger man for her to put him in a wall isn't, that doesn't make sense. So, um, but I mean, he wasn't leaving anything to chance. Mm-hmm. He thought if this is the only time I get to search this place, I'm going to search it. Make good. it yeah. Make yeah. It good. Like under beds, whatever. So he did find, and I believe it was in Dorothea's bedroom, a pill bottle, an empty pill bottle. Mm-hmm. And remember the guy that I mentioned, remember his name Fink Mm -hmm. and now Dorothy Miller is the name on this pill bottle. So we have Fink, we have uh, Ruth from the beginning of the story story we have, but Ruth, she was taken away. So hers was like the only one that was done halfway. Right. And then, okay. So Fink, Mm -hmm. Dorothy and Bert so far kind of the missing links but she tells cabrera when he's like hey what's up with this pill bottle this isn't your name and she's like oh that was a relative that came and stayed and it must have left it here so he didn't think too much about it but he did keep it in mind that was this okay <laughs> come on. that was great timing though okay anyway he then asked her hey um So, would you have a problem with us looking around outside? And, you know, listen, there's some accusations that there's people buried outside. Right. Anybody else would have been like, what the fuck? Right. No, I don't have anybody. This is how she did it. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Make, you know, do you need a shovel? She even gave them them an extra shovel.
1: That's because that bitch knows she didn't have anything there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then they start digging, Uh. right? They, They just dug a few holes, like a couple here and there. But while digging, and it was only digging a few inches, they were finding, like, pieces of clothing. And so they're backing that up. And then they find, like... What they think is like leather from like a shoe or something. So they back that up. And then he says, the detective says how he was like um, digging where there, I think where there used to be a tree. And as he's digging, he thinks it's a root, the root of the tree. So he's pulling and pulling. He finally, he like gets in the hole to get more traction. Uh And then when he pulls out what he's assuming is the root. (laughs) It's a femur bone. What? Yeah. So he pulled out a femur
1: bone. She offered to give him a shovel Mm -hmm. and she knew shit was back there. Yes. Oh my God. So
0: now they're like, okay, shit's real. Everybody stop. We got to get like crime scene investigators out here. We got to, we got to seal this up. We got to make sure we're doing it right. So they ended up getting an anthropologists out there because they don't know. Could be at this point, he still thinks she's she's right. innocent. She she like I mean, look at her. How's she gonna get these bodies out here right. and bury him? And that's a good question. So anyway, she is not considered really not considered a suspect at this point. I know. Okay. I mean, because they and and the the femur bone, they're like this has been here for a long time, so. They're just, like, not even going there. Was but, that the husband? <laughs> I don't Yeah. Well, no, because he got dumped. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the next day, they have all the equipment, the anthropologist, yada, yada, yada. They dug up seven dead bodies. Shut the fuck up. And they still think that there's more. Back there, even to this day, they think there's probably more because she had like put concrete down uh, in places. And when they were doing, you can watch the interrogation of her and another tenant Uh of two other tenants. Oh, no, a tenant and her brother-in-law, which is. The sweetest thing is watching her brother-in-law who doesn't speak very good English. Right. And he is just so worried that he's in trouble. And right. They're like, you're not in trouble. And he's like, he's just like such a good human being. It was so sweet. But anyway, she's a bitch and took advantage of him. Mm-hmm. In the even in the interviews, she is like, like, how would I do this? I'm just an old lady. I don't know where I was going with the whole... Uh, anyway, you can watch the interrogation. Right. It's pretty interesting how... When they interrogate per- people, they purposely ask them questions over and over to see if they're going to get tripped up, or are they going to answer it the same, but she, would, she just plays this whole... I'm an old lady act anyway. No, I of mean, course she did. I gave you permission to search my yard. Yeah, bitch. Cause you knew. Yeah. Oh, so what happened was, so the, the day that they went out, the second day they went out, she, again, she's not arrested. She is at the house and they are digging, digging, digging. And then she comes out and asks Cabrera, well, he's digging Hey, I'm, I'm like bored and tired. Do you care if I, do you need me here? Like, am I under arrest? Is there any reason to have me here? And he's like, no, I mean, at this point. (laughs) What? Yeah. Tell me. After they've already found bodies. Right. And right. Like, why would you let anybody in that house go anywhere? Because you don't know. Well, he's, she's like, do you, I just want to go up to the cafe or whatever, the hotel, and get mm-hmm. um, a cup of coffee. And he's yeah. like, absolutely, go ahead. It's just right up there. We'll come and get you if we need you. So she goes up right after she leaves. They dig up a full-on body. Uh-huh. And he's like, bitch, that's why she left. She, right. knew-, she knew where they were digging yeah. at. Yes. Oh, my God. So... Yeah. He's like, shit, goes to the lieutenant and is like, hey, uh, this just happened. I just fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, motherfucker, we got to go get her right now. Right. Well, by the time, obviously, she didn't, she wasn't going to any hotel, cafe or whatever. She was bolting out of town. So she's nowhere to be found for like five days They couldn't find her, right? So now there's all these bulletins going out. This person's wanted the news. The media is all over the street while they're digging up these bodies and the stories out there. Mm -hmm. So she had already, I don't know where she was at this point. Oh, she, she was already reportedly in LA. She fled to LA where she was. Okay. So she had already been, uh, targeting, a new thing of men <laughs> in bars for theft when she was arrested uh, in LA. She was up to another grift. Yeah. And so she, w- she was in LA in a flea bag hotel near the city Skid Row. Oh my God. That sounds like, you know, where it sounds like she was? By that hotel. Mm, mm. Crazy. So a man Dorothea met at at the bar, tipped off police after seeing her face on TV. So he's at the bar, her face flashes up, he calls, they run into the bar and or uh the hotel and get her. Interesting. Yeah, and so what's funny is so now they have her in the interrogation room, and if you watch her, she's just like still calm, still Miss Innocent. Mm -hmm. No, I wouldn't do that. I didn't do that. She totally admits. So how did
1: all those bodies get in your backyard lady?
0: And she still totally admits to stealing people's social security checks. Okay. So obviously either you're working with somebody or you're doing it yourself. Right. Right. Think about that. So the police did notice that. Um, Most of the bodies were wrapped in a lot of plastic with duct tape. They were all wrapped the same, basically, with Mm -hmm. like cloth. Like a Christmas present? (laughs) Yeah, like cloth. Like it's almost like, okay, so what happened was uh, that room where the corpse smell, Mm -hmm. um, they said it was like that was the morgue. Mm-hmm. And so it was saturated with body fluids. Oh. And God. when they lifted up the carpet, it was just like, it was uh, all in the wood and everything. Yuck. And the stench that came as soon as they lifted up. Because I guess um, the tenants had later said that, well, in the interrogating, mm-hmm. the tenant, John, and it could be John Sharp. He was saying how she was always shampooing the carpet in right. that room. Well. Yeah, she was hoping, but even um from the stench outside, neighbors couldn't
1: they would complain. And yeah, I was going to say yeah, like cuz but she would always, obviously she wasn't embalming them, she was just putting them in the ground, so there well, had think, to be that smell. Yeah, and
0: I think she thought wrapping them up the way she did mm-hmm. would seal them up enough, but no, oh, dumbass. But, yeah, neighbors during the summer, they couldn't even turn on their AC. Oh, Because the stench was so bad. Oh, God. And they would ask her about it. Like, what the fuck is that? Do you? And she's like, mm, I just put some manure down. Can I tell you? It
1: was so like, bad. completely unrelated. But when I had a small house in the back. Of, I'm sorry. No. No, the, I'm taking in a the, drink. In the back of my parents' house. And one day, this cat just shows up at my front drawer just like, meow, <laughs> meow, like on its last legs Aww. and so i go and get some water and i bring it mm-hmm. out and i'm like trying to like and the cat literally dies in my <gasps> arms
0: oh that's so like sad.
1: minutes so i go bury like a dumbass i put the <laughs> i put a, him in like a glad bag or something and then tied it up because we had a dog Mm-hmm. And I shared a yard with my parents. So, and then put them in a shoebox and then buried them in the ground. Well, a few days later, mm-hmm. Ebony, our dog, mm. dug her up. No. Unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. But I had a swamp cooler. That faced my parents' backyard. It, it was just attached to the wall Mm-mm. right next to my bed. And I'm sitting there watching TV. And all of a sudden, nope. this horrible stench, because the swamp cooler is just sucking out the air from mm-hmm. outside and bringing it in. It was the stench of the And it's a humidity, stench. too. Yes. Humid. Yes, humid humid yes, air. Yes. It was right in the middle of nope. the summer. So Mm-mm. me putting it in that glad bag and Mm-mm. it cooking for a few days. <clears throat> and then the dog. Girl. Yeah. That is that smell is permanently embedded on my brain. Mm-mm. Yes. No. So I can only imagine what these neighbors are smelling. Yeah, dead bodies. Yes. Oh my God. And not just one, like several.
0: Yeah. So anyway, even though there were now seven corpses buried in the yard, yes, police uncovered seven dead bodies, and actually believe. There are more to this day. So I'm just making sure I got all of it. Oh, yeah. So she was telling them because he kept asking, Cabrera kept asking her about the lime. And she's, but she told neighbors that she, the fertilizer and the lime, 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 anyway, that she was putting down for her plants and stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, the smell, she put put uh, lime down to cover up the smell, but it didn't work too well. All right, anyway, her trial, so now she's at trial, and for some reason they can't have it where she's at, so they asked to move it to Monterey County, California, on change of venue motion filed by her attorneys. I don't remember why. Anyway, the trial began in October 1992 and ended a year later. The prosecutor, John O'Mara, was the homicide supervisor in the Sacramento Sacramento. Oh, that's where it should have been. County district office. Okay, so they called over 130 witnesses for this trial. She obviously did not take the stand. He argued to the jury that she had some sleeping pills to um, put her tenants to sleep with, then suffocated them and hired convicts to dig the holes in her yard. Dorothea's attorney concluded in his closing argument by showing a picture commonly used in psychology that can be viewed in different ways by saying, keep in mind, things are not always what they seem. That's her attorney saying that. Right. <laughs> no, they're not. That old lady isn't so old. Right. And she isn't so sweet. And she isn't so innocent. Right. Anyway. She's actually a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb The jury deliberated for over a month and found Dorothea. A month? hmm Holy crap. They said it was one of the like the longest That's a long time to deliberate. Yeah, but get this. Okay, so she was found guilty of three murders. The jury was deadlocked 11 to 1 for conviction on all counts, and the loan holdout finally agreed to a conviction of two first degree murder counts, including special circumstances and one second degree murder count. The penalty phase of the prosecution was highlighted by the prior convictions introduced by Omara. Hold on. Can I just say, so one of the ones they did not put in there was obviously Ruth. Um, her family didn't get justice for her because because she was listed as a suicide, they the prosecutors wouldn't anyway, go back that Yeah, part. Well, they just they just didn't put it in there, I guess. It's weird. They didn't That's bullshit. Yeah, cuz they said there was no way to prove that it wasn't a suicide oh, at and, that point. Yeah. And then um the others, I mean, I guess she got convicted for three. But anyway, the defense called several witnesses that showed Dorothea had a generous, oh, a generous and caring side to her. Witnesses, including what okay, now, the remem- fuck?
1: yes, who cares? <laughs> Remember, who cares? She fucking kills people, but <laughs> that's, that's all negated by the fact that she had a whole backyard <laughs> full of fucking De- bodies, dead bodies,
0: and that's only the ones that they found, right. That doesn't include the ones that are still missing that were found. But but um,
1: she gives to charity and she's a nice person. (laughs) She makes cookies for the freaking whatever club.
0: Remember what I said about her daughter at the beginning? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, witnesses including her long-lost daughter testified how Dorothea had helped them in their youth and guided them to successful careers. Um, didn't it say at the beginning that she gave her away? Mm hmm. Yes. But now they have her testifying saying that she was there for her. Maybe
1: she contacted her
0: after the fact oh i'm Somehow. sure she did because because they sent her home like they interrogated her and then she was like am i gonna have to stay here am, am i being arrested he's like no 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 we'll get a taxi we'll even pay for the taxi and you guys mm-hmm. can go home and so she still got to go home what the even f- after all of fuck? that i mean they didn't arrest her right away oh, that's for God. sure yeah it's it's insane. Her you need act to go must watch have been
1: it. really, really oh, good.
0: It was just wait until you just pull her okay, up. Okay, I, I will. Okay. So um, uh, mental health experts testified that Dorothea's abusive upbringing and how it motivate about her abusive upbringing, how it motivated her to help the less fortunate. At the same time, they agreed she had an evil side brought on by stress of caring for her down and out tenants. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's make an excuse for her evil side. It's
1: their fault. Yeah. Bullshit. That's why she had to kill them. Right. And bury them in the backyard and cash in on their money. Right. Fucking whore. Oh, sorry. Did I
0: say that out loud? I thought I was just thinking it. <laughs> All
1: right.
0: Omara's closing argument focused on Dorothea's acts of murder. Um, does anyone become responsible for their conduct in this world? He's saying Pe- um, these people were human beings. He says they had a right to live, did not have a lot of possessions, no houses, no cars, only their social security, social security checks. And their lives. She took it all. That's a good closing statement. Exactly. Death is the only appropriate penalty for her. Her attorney responded by evoking Dorothea, the child and caregiver. Peter Vlotton uh, addressed the jurors. I think this is one of her. a um, child
1: and caregiver.
0: Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. In confidential tone. So so. So while the prosecutor, right, prosecutor, is like really loud and like, come on, how do you people not see this for what it is? (laughs) Hello, people. (laughs) Her attorneys are like, what is the value of Dorothea's life? Like, that is the question. Does she have to be killed? He would talk very soft and gentle and um, Dorothea's childhood touching on the traumatic aspects that shaped her life. This is how he would like. He was very oh soft. God. And you've heard the de- of the despair. Which was the foundation of her life. The anger and the resentment. If anyone in this jury room tells you. It was not that bad. Ask them. Would you? Would you want that to happen to yourself? Would you want that to happen to your children? I'm led to believe if there is any reason for this to be living on um, if there's a reason for this for us to be living on this earth it is to somehow enhance <laughs> she didn't enhance anybody's fucking life <laughs> and enhance uh one another's humanity to love to touch each other with kindness to know that You've made a difference on each other to breathe easier because you have lived. I submit. <laughs> no, this is his whole speech. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that it that is why these people come to testify for Dorothea. I think you can truly understand why so many people testified and asked you to spare Dorothea's life. So just as they have 130 people too, like. Wasn't it the other side that said they had 130? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Because I remember watching it and them saying, we have 130 fucking people saying she's a whack job and she just fucked them up the ass. Okay. Well, I guess they had a lot to say. What a great person she is. Uh, That just
1: only (laughs) proves that she was a schizoid. They say. She had multiple personalities. She she could be nice and she.
0: It's not that she had multiple personalities. She's a great con artist. Right. She, You can watch the YouTubes that are of her, and it is. She plays the sweet old lady. I don't know why you're thinking I would do something like this. It, it just makes
1: me think of the the lady that plays Yolanda Saldivar on Selena. Hmm. Did you ever watch Selena? Yeah, I've watched it a few times, but I don't the, remember but the, things like the that. The chick that betrays her and kills her. Mm, yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean she didn't have different personalities. But you're my she was friend. just a good yeah, yeah, she was a good You're my
1: friend. She's
0: a good person she had a good way of conning people with I mean, look, right down to her costume. Mm hmm. She made herself deliberately look older so she can look like the old granny who could oh, and in the interrogation room she kept saying, I mean, I there's I can't I can't do yard work anymore. My back and my knees or whatever. You know, she was constantly, right. she she kept focusing on that. So, right. like, then they would think, oh, there's no way in hell she could lift a body. But the reality is,
1: I don't know she that had. That thunk, 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 thunk you heard uh-huh. going down the
0: stairs, that was her. She also 100% had assistance. <sighs> Anyway, th- he then continues saying, "Then will you understand why these people believe Dorothea's life is not is worth saving. That is m- mitigating. <laughs> Shit. That is that is a human quality. She's not human. That deserves to be preserved. No, it is a flame of humanity no. that has burned." burn her in hell, um, inside Dorothea <laughs> since she was young. It's that annoying. is the reason, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, um, th- he's, he's saying, you know, this is why she, Oh my God, this is why just give her life without parole. No possibility of parole. And so... How about just
1: the death penalty?
0: And actually, like I always say, I tell my kids, like, if anything ever happened to me, I was murdered or something, I do not want those MFers to get the death penalty because that's too fucking easy. They need to suffer here on Earth until they rot in prison and die. And... (laughs) No, I don't, I don't have a problem with murders. All right. She was convicted of three of the murders, Through uh, uh, though the jury could not agree on the other six. Oh, there were nine. Oh. There were nine. After several days of deliberations, the jury was deadlocked seven to five for life. The judge declared a mistrial when the jury said further deliberations would not change their minds. Under the law, uh, Dorothea received life without the possibility of parole. She was incarcerated at Central California Women's Facility Uh, for the rest of her life. She maintained her innocence insisting that all of her tenants had died of natural causes oh so then she just buried them in her backyard yeah, for sake. Just, just report it to the state that's what you're supposed to do but then she wouldn't get their checks
1: oh my god psych.
0: she died march 27th 2011 in prison uh at the age of 82 from natural causes oh
1: i'm so sad
0: that was a long one, but that
1: was long.
0: Fucking good. Do we need a potty break? Yes, desperately. We do. That was a good story. Did you like that? That was good. Did you like my story? That was really good. She's evil. For, Fuck listen, that bitch. I always get the stories that you know about. We I did think it. that was a freaking that good was story awesome. that you haven't heard about. Yeah, and was it was awesome. almost current. Yeah, <laughs> the eighties. Except she's dead. She's dead. Twenty eleven though. The bitch is dead. Not that long ago. Nope. Crazy fucking freak. Good
1: job, Carline. All right. We are going to take a break. And here's a word from our sponsors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have hemorrhoids? <laughs> Do you need a laxative? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're back. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hey. So can we we didn't talk about okay, so we left off on the last episode. I swear we were to God, to go wait on. a minute.
0: Holy shit. We were thinking the same thing exactly. in the bathroom. I came out and was like We need to talk about something we did not do that we said we were going to do. Exactly. That's so so crazy. We were. We think so much alike. It freaks me out. It's so funny. We sent telepathic messages while we were going pee. (laughs) 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 We're in the toilet going.
1: Okay. Um. You want to know the way the bathroom is set up? I'm in my bathroom, and you're. We're back to back. We're back to back.
0: Oh. Our asses are sending <laughs> telepathic messages. You know what else I was oh thinking about? God, <laughs> Speaking of asses, there's something else I was thinking about. Why is everybody going batshit crazy again with the whole? Did we not learn anything the first time about this whole toilet paper craze? Oh my
1: God! There's no toilet paper anywhere. Well, again. I did. I and thought and people saw tells, how
0: stupid it was for fuck's to do that. Sake,
1: people, for fuck's sake!
0: I, what I don't know. what are you going to do with all that toilet paper people? First of all, you can't sell it. You can only use so much. Did you I mean, not my see? My only
1: thing is that so many people are full of shit right now. Yeah. Obviously, that that's the problem. <laughs>
0: yeah. You just you there is there, there was not a reason for it when it first happened. And there's, no and there's not a reason for it right now. Just ridiculous. Stupid. Here we go again. So if I go to your house and you have an ass load of toilet paper, I am going to post not only your ass load of toilet paper but your name and tell everybody how
1: stupid you are for doing <laughs> it. So people are like, make mental note. Uh, Don't, Carly let Carling, come over. I'm not allowed to come to my house
2: because <laughs> I have all the toilet paper. <laughs>
1: anyways so right. on our last episode we mm-hmm. promised well we didn't promise we no. said we were gonna try right to get all the footage we we went to daddy o's we were there until like 3 30 morning and what, did you just hear it do that Mm-mm, i it, just heard her snoring no it did a vibration thing oh I didn't. Hear anyway okay um yeah and we wanted to have the episode out for halloween yeah but that just didn't work out no and we still haven't. We we've gone over. Yes. The oh footage. my God! You guys are gonna freak out. Yeah, we had. Yeah, so we're definitely putting that on YouTube mm-hmm. um, as well, soon as we can get it all together. Yeah, yeah.
0: Carlene isn't very good at that stuff. I had just
1: loaded the program. This is Carlene's baby. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw her all the way under you know, the bus.
0: I am brr- trying to brr- be a good co-partner in all this and learn a little something so that Alma doesn't have to do all the editing, but <laughs> I get frustrated just if you, I don't, or, I don't even order things online. I don't do that. I don't do Amazon and I make my kids
1: do it. Right. We're, like, we're just going to have to get together this week because this is the first big project we're doing. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll just get together and we'll slice it up. And yeah. Put it together and get on YouTube for yeah. you guys. Yeah. Like, I have to do an, a
0: sage order. Because I'm... Out of sage? Yeah. And I want to do a big order and get it all blessed, all pretty and stuff. And uh, I'm going to have to have Allie do it for me. <laughs> I just send her, like, the picture of what I want. And then right. she, she has a sent to me. Because I don't even do
1: that. Like... Come on, I'm my mom orders shit off of Amazon. You can do it. Nope. You hey guys, send all your positive vibes to Carlene so you guys can see no, this footage. No, I'll do it. And, and somebody somebody's God, gonna steal so my freaking stuff. I- somebody's we, gonna steal my identity. It was kind of cool. What? Honestly, oh, our stuff. Yeah. For our first like, I mean, we did San Carlos, but that wasn't that. We didn't get a lot of stuff on this. Oh no, San Carlos. We didn't get what we got. No,
0: no. this. We got a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like you could say when I watch YouTubers and they get some stuff, I'm like, okay, that that's just ink and ink stuff right. or whatever. But no, it, it's like pretty, I, I mean, if you could say that, I guess, but no, you can't. I mean, it talks, they talk to us. Right. Yeah. It was pretty cool. We, yeah, it, it was it's pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get anything that like where there we're was like, an... oh my God, there's, you're not, no. Yeah. So anyways, it's But coming. I think it's funny we'll you that know. you guys, I, you guys are freaked out and I'm going, I love this. I know.
1: <laughs> it did get yeah. a little unnerving. It like, did. They touched me. Yeah, well, yeah, but I like it when they touch and, me. And what did they say? Something about my butt.
0: Yeah. I did not like that. And Erica said that they uh, they get handsy in there. Yeah. But they were touching, like, my hair and stuff. And, I mean, I'm used to spirit touching me. I get sad when they don't touch me. So yeah. you guys were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but it's my life. So just weirds everybody else
1: out. Carlene's a freak. A little bit. She's
0: a freak. <laughs>
1: In this house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you need to have some more of your wine. I'll come
0: up with better lyrics. That one didn't work.
1: Okay, we're gonna do my story. We'll jump right into it Mm because we're like at an hour and a half, and I think we're gonna be able to cut a lot of that out. No. Okay. All right. So, like I said, I was trying to tie this into the whole election thing, and I decided to do the White House. (laughs) Come on, that was a, that's a good choice. Yes,
0: because there's people rolling over in their graves right now, <laughs>
1: or that were or or rolling over in their graves, or have been. <laughs> All right. <sighs> so it is hard to escape that. As of Saturday morning, the current residents' days in the White House are currently numbered. So I wanted to talk about the White House. And the hauntings, the actual hauntings. <laughs> I can't, cannot contain myself.
0: It is so nice to have this all done and
1: over with. Yes, it is. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about the people's house. Mm. The fucking people's house. By the house. way, it's the people's The people's, people's house.
0: house. Exactly. And it's, never mind. I'm, not, I'm going to say something. Okay. I was going to say something mean.
1: Don't make me have to cut stuff out. No. All right. Which strangely enough happens to be one of the most haunted houses in America, and has the most documented accounts of hauntings that exist in the form of official White House correspondence over the last couple hundred years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what those White House tapes have on them?
0: Oh my god! The EVPs that they. I wonder,
1: but they wouldn't because it's kind of like an understated, like. They don't talk about this stuff. No, like, they this wouldn't This is a tell lot anybody. of stuff that just has come out. But it, can you imagine what's probably on a lot of those tapes? I bet you there's stuff. Oh, I guarantee it. I bet they, you there's the, stuff. That they
0: probably haven't even caught, though. Like, people probably wouldn't
1: even know to have listened for. So, considering that 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue happens to be the most haunted and famous Haunted... Re- that, that is not a ghost. That is the dog, but what perfect timing and how
0: freaky that sounded. It even got me for a second.
1: Right, let's see if it translates to being recorded. That was amazing. All right. So considering that it's been the official residence of our president since John Adams in mm. 1800, the land it sits on used to be swampland. What? What? And the yeah, all that whole that. area is swamp land. Mm,
0: I did not know that. I'm they got it for a deal.
1: They got it for a still, basically. I notice I breathe really heavy sometimes, <laughs> so I try to back. I cut. I try to cut as much you of that noticed- out as possible. Okay.
0: Yeah. I can't help
1: it. Uh. So, and the original structure was built between 1792 and 1800. However. The mansion was burned down in eighteen fourteen during the war of eighteen twelve by the British Army when they came in and sacked Washington. What? Yeah. I know so little. We're about to go down a little bit of history. Here. I love it. The fire destroyed the interior and in charge charged charred <laughs> much <laughs> much <laughs> I'm of the toasting in the
0: microphone.
1: <laughs> oh, shall we toast? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Toast to Alma's story. Charge. Charge. <laughs> I've been drinking the whole time you've been reading. Um, Hold on, everybody.
0: Let me just tell you. Yeah. There's a good portion of this
1: bottle gone. And that was me. And it was Alma. All right. I kept just pouring. I was like, I'm not buzzed yet. I'm not buzzed yet. I need to be a little bit more buzzed. I can pour myself a little bit more and a little bit more. That's what happens when you go first, though.
0: I just sit here and drink, drink, drink. And you I drink time anything during your story. Well, no, but that's what happens. Like yeah. by the time it's my turn to do my story, I'm like zip. You're and that's so yeah. now you're and that's me. It. That's mm-hmm. me right now. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Okay. Right. Sorry. OK. OK. The fire destroyed the interior and charred much of the exterior. Reconstruction began immediately or almost immediately. And the president and president at the time, President James Monroe, moved into the partially reconstructed executive residence in October of 1870, 1817. Sorry. They can't believe that that's been there that long oh my gosh it's a long time the exterior construction continued with the addition of the semicircular south portico in 1824 and the north portico in 1829 Mm -hmm. some cool and it's been over the years like there's been like so much like reconstruction Mm -hmm. in the truman era he they lay i mean it was pretty much almost falling apart and they had to do major reconstruction in that time so Some cool facts about the White House would, really quick. You would think, because
0: if that was swampland, how much settling happens in that place? Right. That makes it kind of like, I mean, my house has cracks all over the place. <laughs> Very swampy. Yeah. And I, my house wasn't in
1: swampland. No, saying. not here in Arizona. <laughs> There's no swampland in Arizona. Dry land. Sometimes it feels a little swampy in July and August, but... There is no swamp land. Okay, so some things about the um, White House that you should know. There's 132 rooms, 35 bathrooms, and six levels in the residence. Jeez. There are also 412 doors, 147 windows, and 28 fireplaces, eight staircases, and three elevators. Wow. You would think there would be more elevators. You would think. That's weird.
0: Um, do, are you, okay, I'll just wait. Are you going to talk about, like, the residence? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I'm really always been interested in the actual residence part.
1: I'm just briefly going to touch, because there's not a lot of... I just want to know, like, how big is it, actually? Oh. Does it I say? I No. I didn't get into that, like, a lot. Yeah. The White House kitchen is able to serve dinner to as many as 140 guests and hors d'oeuvres. I almost said horse d'oeuvres. <laughs> Or d'oeuvres to more than a thousand. Can I just
0: say, by the way, people, you try to do this, you get so into it when you're reading it that you do make silly mistakes like that, where you're like, it's funnier to read stuff than to actually like. Yeah, and I always do a pre-read. Like, at least twice at home to just make sure everything sounds right. And then by the time I get here, nothing sounds right. The whores divorce. a whores <laughs>
1: divorce. What's a
0: whores divorce? That's what I would have been doing at home, like, looking it up. What is that? Oh, what an idiot. So they can serve...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whores divorce to more than a thousand <laughs> people. All they right. They can serve that many whores? Yes. Well, hmm. The White House requires 570 (laughs) gallons of paint to cover the outside surface. And at various times in history, the White House has been known as the President's Palace, the President's House, and the Executive Mansion. And President Theodore Roosevelt officially gave the White House its current name in 1911. Who did? Roosevelt. Or 1901, sorry. Did you
0: say Roosevelt? Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Really? Um, can I just hold on? I kept thinking that was me breathing into the microphone. It's the dog. It's the dog. Yes, <laughs> and I even kept backing away. I even held my breath. She, she <laughs> and I heavy. just realized I'm talking and I can still hear it. Okay. It's
1: the dog. For people that have listening been listening for a long time, mm-hmm. Shorty's gained a little bit of weight this year. Yeah, it's been a rough year. For, Since she got pregnant. And her breathing has gotten a lot heavier. So we have her on a diet. A special diet. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh. I'm trying to help her out, and I've been taking her for more walks too. So that's good. All right. Okay. So now about the ghosties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that actually sounded like it had a quite delicious <laughs> ending to it. Yes, it did. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. all right
1: god this house is never boring all right let's start with (laughs) let's start with david burns who sold the land where the white house now sits and pretty much all the federal parks surrounding it Described by those who knew him in life he was very bigoted and choleric a man willfully who disagreed with everyone and (laughs) sought out arguments
0: wait a minute I'm having, I'm having a okay, deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> hold
1: on. <laughs> I, I'm sure he was in agreement mm. with... Okay. Okay. He even, in one of the mm. several meetings, trying to eke out a deal over the land, insulted President George Washington, no. who, by the way, never lived in the the White House. Wow. Either the, the former White House or the current White House, oh, as, as it stands. Hold on. He's I, the only president. I was going
0: to say, did Abraham Lincoln...
1: Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought he lived somewhere else. Nope. Alright, so George Washington pretty much called he called this guy, David Burns, called George Washington a gold digger. What? In so many words. Saying that he wouldn't have been shit Pretty much if it wasn't for his marriage to the widow, Mrs. Custis, where he got most of his money. And so apparently uh, Washington took exception with that. And he was known pretty much as an even tempered person. Mm -hmm. But he stormed out of this meeting with this guy and he refused to ever meet with him again, calling him the (laughs) obstinate Mr. Burns. Apparently from the deal that they made. um. After Burns passed away, he left his daughter, Marcia a, a substantial amount of money. And she, at the time, was the richest woman
0: wow. in
1: America. Mm, that's after an her father's fact. Death. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we do these stories, you know,
0: when I was a kid, I had no desire to like, I was like, history is boring. And then I went to Boston and Philadelphia and was mm-hmm. like... Uh, when I have kids, I'm bringing them here cause I want them to like, there's something about being in those buildings right? and knowing the history, the history that happened in those buildings that just makes you like, want to
1: hang on to it and go, I want to know everything there is to know. You want to know something. I always loved history mm-hmm. in school, but mm-hmm. growing up when I'm reading books that have a historical backdrop, Mm -hmm. I do a lot of Googling. So Mm -hmm. I think I've learned more now Mm -hmm. than I ever did when I was in high school. Uh, Yeah. Or just supplements that, but yeah.
0: I zoned out most of high school. So forget about it. None (laughs) of the, I don't know any of it, but yeah, most of what I've learned, I've learned from my kids. I've learned from doing stories or research on my own, just
1: my own interest going on my honeymoon. Right. (laughs) Okay, so since his death, Burns' ghost has been seen in the Oval Office. What? When a reporter told a security guard during the Truman administration, while standing in the yellow Oval Room, he heard a whisper which said, I'm Mr. Burns. Liar. I kid you not. Oh my
0: God, I wish we... (laughs) See, this is where it would be awesome if some ghost hunters could go in and
1: get some of this. I know, and that would never be allowed. No. um, in some cases where I read that he said it over and over again, I'm Mr. Burns. No. I'm Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt that story. Around that same time, the White House guard reported that he heard a voice call out from the attic above the Oval Office. I'm Mr. Burns. What? Several, this was that one. Yeah. Several times. The guard assumed that he was hearing the voice of Truman's Secretary of State, James Burns spelled with a Y, B-Y-R-N-E-S, but learned that Burns was out of the country of the t- at the time. What? Yeah. Okay, this so, is just crazy talk. Yeah. Prior to that, FDR's valet, Caesar Carrera, heard a voice as he stood in the yellow oval room as well. Mm-hmm. When he turned to see who it was, the voice said, I'm Mr. Burns. Uh, well, hey, Mr. Burns. <laughs> he just wants somebody to recognize... I mean, somebody say him. something to him then. He never lived in the White House, but he owned the <laughs> land and he sold the land miserly. I think he, he felt like leave. He felt like he got cheated. I think he probably he did. made a he made a pretty penny. Oh, did he? He felt like he got cheated. I mean, he
0: was selling swampland. Yeah, but once he saw what happened to that right. land, he's like, fuck you all. I'm Mr. Burns. Just motherfuckers. So you all know. I'm mother, Mr. Motherfucking um, Burns. Um, this was my land, assholes. Just so you all know, I'm the one who should go down in history.
1: I owned the swamp before it became the swamp.
0: Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Although Kiss Mr. Burns
1: has not been heard of since the 1940s. So apparently, in like. He made his point. He's gotten tired of us. Okay. Then there is Abigail Adams, the wife of President John Adams, the second (laughs) president of the U.S. Okay. I almost said, I've heard of that one.
0: (laughs) 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 That's hilarious. Well, you probably have. Of course I've heard of Abigail Abigail Adams. Come on. (laughs) Oh,
2: my God. All right.
0: My highly political son. You think I
1: haven't heard of an Abigail (laughs) Adams? (laughs) Okay. Wife of the second president of the U.S. and also the mother of John Quincy Adams, the sixth president Mm. of the United States of America. What a cool bitch, man. I know. Well, you have no idea. I was reading some stuff because I kind of started going the... Down the rabbit hole on her, and she was pretty like ahead of things for okay, her t- time. But think about it, though, a-,
0: a lot of those women, george washington's wife, um Abraham Lincoln's wife, they were badass women. They were strong, right. Like they were the backbone to those men. Oh, a lot of them were oh, definitely. yeah,
1: they deserve more credit, well, especially her. I think, okay, I don't know. her. she was like, I don't know. She was a little badass. She was the first lady to reside at the White House or the president's house, as it was known then. Wait a
0: minute.
1: So, wait. John uh, Washington's wife never lived there. Washington never lived in the White House. Okay. Ever. He he set the first cornerstone, I heard. Oh, okay. I did yes, read that. Yes, yes. And it's but in a certain he, corner. But he, he never lived to see it. Or it's in a certain... Yeah. He, he never got to see it to its fruition. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah. So, Abigail believed that slav- slavery was evil. So, that being said, she was also unafraid of getting her own hands dirty. And when she yes. lived there, she did the bulk of the cleaning and, huh. um, and a lot of the work at the White House, including the laundry. So, because the East Room of the New White House was the warmest and the driest, being that they lived in Swampland, um, Abigail used it to hang the wash. And to this day her ghost clad in a cap and lace shawl has reportedly been seen heading towards the east room arms outstretched as what? if carrying laundry. Oh, girl, you deserve a rest in the afterlife. <laughs> I know,
0: take a break, you take a break. You but don't have to do the laundry she,
1: anymore. Did
0: she also do stuff um, was she a huge activist for like getting rid of
1: slavery? Uh she was I think she was an abolitionist but mm-hmm. she was also, way ahead of her time on um, women's property rights. Yes. So, but she was only like, this was still way back in the mm-hmm. day. This is, I mean, she was, I don't know, I was reading some stuff. You guys Google her. Google mm-hmm. her. Google her. Anyways, there's also Dolly Madison, wife of James Madison, the oh, like best me known some Dolly Madison for so saving the portrait Sorry. of John White- <laughs> George- <laughs> Sorry. Wife of James Madison, who is best known for saving the portrait of George Washington that hung in the White House dining room when the British attacked Washington. She didn't abandon the White House until she knew the portrait was safe. And also Aww. there was like the I think the Constitution mm-hmm. and some other important documents that she like, I guess there was a tunnel that them. went under the White House and she went through there. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Make I wouldn't sure that... doubt that that tunnel still exists. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. For sure.
0: Um, uh, pause, sidebar. I forgot to tell you how much I like your shirt.
1: You like it? Yes. It's warm, and mm-hmm. it's been in my closet for a while. so Super I got cute. I better going to pull it out because today's pretty much the coldest day it's we've had. It's the cold day. Yeah. But
0: um, I almost wore my plaid, uh my big shirt.
1: Oh, you did? You should have worn
0: it. I opted for this because it was well, I mean, here. we're kind
1: of like in the same monochromatic like color scheme. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, and gray yeah. and black. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. I hear you. But I, I meant to tell you that earlier. So, so, so sorry.
1: <laughs> go ahead. This is like, go for it. I'm going to have another drink. I'm going to get more burpee. You need a ketchup. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, she also planted the OG Rose Garden at mm-hmm. the White House. That, that's,
0: hasn't that been ripped out now by uh the the latest?
1: Yes. It was. Yeah. <laughs> that's heartbreaking. But go ahead. Um, we'll see. We'll mm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the White House and many years later during the Woodrow Wilson presidency, his wife decided that the Rose Garden would be removed. Mm. But Dolly made an appearance. She was going to move it and move it some. She was going to take where mm-hmm. it was and move it somewhere else because mm. she was like, oh, I don't like it right there. Yeah. And apparently Dolly took issue with this and she made an appearance to the workmen that were getting ready to like raise the whole Rose bed, and she gave them a scolding, and they all like almost shit their pants and took <laughs> off. And it has stayed in that current location even to this day. Like even to this day, it's mm. still in the same location. She oh. might have like rearranged it a little yeah. bit. It's still there. Okay, that's all I care about. Yes. Yeah. Don't fuck with Dolly's rose garden. She'll want the shit she, out of you. She felt like it was a gift to the first ladies that would to, were to come. So mm-hmm. I think she took issue with that. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, I put this here for you. And we don't get
0: anything.
1: And exactly. just one little rose garden. Yeah. It's like Leave, a leave it where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, it's still there. And this isn't the only place that Dolly Madison frequents in her afterlife. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go into that because it's not. Mm. In the White House, but if you guys want to know and you're curious, Google Dolly Madison, because there's a few other places. Is it a place that YouTubers can go? (laughs) I think think maybe. It's not the White House. No. Yeah. Then there's the Rose Room, which was Andrew Jackson's bedchamber, and it's believed to be one of the most haunted rooms in the White House. Old Hickory has been heard cursing. Ooh old hickory <laughs> he's been heard cursing and letting out a few guttural, uh letting out a guttural laugh mary todd lincoln who by the way is known for holding regular seances thereafter mm. her son willie died oh yeah um yeah. and i really want to get into more of she just needs her own segment yeah um, mary she, todd lincoln yeah yes
0: i know she was uh she held that man together. Yeah, she did, and still had to go
1: through her own shit too. Yeah, because she lost two sons—one yeah. before they got to the White House, and Willie when they were actually in the White House—and mm-hmm. then lost her husband. All,
0: all of them tragically. Yeah,
1: yeah. Was... Well, and then she had one son left who kind of sounds like he ends up committing her. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't because know about of that. her beliefs. Oh, yeah. What if of I... the afterlife? What if I am her
0: reincarnation? What if you are? Oh, I don't know. It could be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I think she deserves her own her own hour, forty five minutes, whatever. Oh, we, like, should do we, that we should sometime. do her and and channel her. She claims to have heard Andrew Jackson. <laughs> yeah, you should. We should totally do. It. You should totally do it. Yeah, I feel like you should channel Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Listen tupac came through dude if you can channel tupac you can channel this
0: guy (laughs) he is dead yes for those of you that (laughs) tupac dick i know nothing about tupac and one day i just decided i'm gonna try and see what happens and then i'm telling my kids like hey does tupac do this is does he does he have that does he have this on his and they're like mom you know i'm like how do i know that right it was pretty badass. Anyway, okay, and
1: go. We're going to channel these people. She. Uh, it should be said. She also claims to have heard Thomas Jeff- Jefferson playing his violin Ooh. in the yellow. She was. She was. She was definitely. She was psychic. I think yeah. she had some psychic. That's why I'm saying we needed like have our own little segment on her. Yeah. All right. William Henry Harrison, the ninth president, who had an unfortunate the unfortunate honor of being the first president to die in the White House, he only served 32 days.
0: Oh no! After
1: he was inaugurated,
0: that's so sad.
1: Yeah, and I think mm. all because he did, he just decided he didn't want to bundle up when it was really cold oh, outside. So he got sick. Yeah, he got sick, and he died of pneumonia.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, but famously. I think that it was because he didn't dress warmly. Mm. He apparently rummages through the attic looking for something. He also has maybe his winter coat. Um, He's also been seen. His apparition takes on a blue glow and sounds of his hacking cough often accompany his sightings. David Burns has also been encountered in the (laughs) attic as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Then there's the ghost of a young British soldier who has been seen on the premises by several people. He is believed to have been killed on the premises that August night in 1812 when the British set fire to the mm-hmm. White House. I don't know if it was actually 1812. I don't know, but he's probably But during the, the only war only of one. 1812, yeah. One young couple who occupied the bedroom on the second floor in 1953 asked the next morning if they had slept well, answered Uh, no, motherfuckers. (laughs) The wife would not say anything more. Her husband confided to White House staff members that his wife had kept him awake all night. She kept telling him that there was a British soldier at the foot of their bed who had a flaming torch in one hand and was trying to set the bed afire.
0: Ooh.
1: What? Yeah. I mean, apparently still trying to carry out his last orders. Oh, so
0: to me... That's where people say residual energy. That's kind of like they relive the moment over and over.
1: Right. And interestingly enough, I didn't put it down here, but I don't think Mm -hmm. he's been seen again. Mm -hmm. So before I get to the most famous White House ghost, I want to discuss another unnamed White House ghost referred to as the thing. Oh, that's
0: terrifying.
1: It is terrifying. But after you hear this, you won't understand why he's called the thing. Oh,
0: okay.
1: He haunted the White House in 1911. A military aide, Major Archibald Butt, Archie. B-U-T-T, Archie Butt, Archie Butt, Archie Butt. Archie Butt. <laughs> <laughs> wrote to his sister, Clara, and said, it seems that the White House is haunted, The dot dot dot, the ghost seems, it seems, is a young boy. From Aww. its description, I should think about 14 or 15 years old. They say that the first knowledge... One has of his presence of the thing is a slight pressure on the shoulder as if someone were leaning over your shoulder to see what you might be doing. He's just curious. I don't know why they call him the thing. They know that he's a 14, 15 year old boy. He's
0: just a sweet boy.
1: When Butt repeated the staff's gossip Mm -hmm. about the thing to Mm -hmm. the president, Taft flew into a towering rage. Oh dear. He thinks it will be a very serious thing to have the story get out among the people of the country. So Taff ordered Butt to tell the White House, said Butt. Shut your ass. (laughs) Shut your your ass, ass, Butt. butt, To tell the White House housekeeper that the first member of the staff to repeat stories about the thing (laughs) would be fired.
0: Oh, so he called it the thing so he didn't have to call it a ghost. He started it. Probably. (coughs) Excuse me. He started it as the thing so he didn't have to admit it's an actual because if he would have said it's a ghost then that rumor would have been like there's a ghost here or a spirit so calling it that thing means we don't know what it is so just don't talk about that thing right that
1: thing wink wink that thing that thing (laughs) oh okay (laughs) Oh, wait. Speaking of correspondence, per- President Harry S. Truman went to bed one night when he heard a knock, knock, knock on his bedroom door. Whoa. He writes a letter to his wife stating,
0: Okay, I really want you to come and sleep at my house one night. Just stay in my extra room. <sighs> <laughs> oh, oh, By myself? Oh, shit.
1: I might stand up. Okay, stand but up. Go ahead. All right. So he writes a letter to his wife stating, I jumped up and put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one was there. He wrote, (laughs) went out, looked up and down the hall, looked in your room, and Margie's, still no one, went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in your room, whose door I'd left open. Uh, Jumped and looked, and no one there. The place, the damned place is haunted, sure as (laughs) shootin'. (laughs) <laughs> Secret Service said not even a watchman was set up here at that hour. I'm going to start saying, sure, shootin'. Sure, shootin'. Sho- sure, shootin'. Sure you and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts <laughs> carry me off. That's hilarious. Sure, <laughs> shootin' that's not even the most hilarious no, encounter with a ghost okay but that was pretty funny but apparently
0: look at how bad the winds the wind like picked up i know all that's of why i sudden. kept
1: looking at the window because i keep seeing that it looks like, free branch and, oh see yeah
0: kind of looks spooky you're sending me home
1: after this stuff i know so now let's talk about the most famous ghost who happens to have been purportedly the person knock knock knocking on truman's door Knock, knock, knocking on Truman's door.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Sorry.
1: This ghost has made quite a few appearances. You wanted to sing that too. Yes, I did. 16, the 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln. Woo! Never mind the fact that he had premonitions of his own death that came oh. to him in a dream. Because I think... He- Abraham was gifted to Him him. and his wife? Yes, I think he had it too. You think so? Yeah. All right. Years before his own assassination, he had the dream documented below by a former law partner who transcribed his account. About 10 days ago, I retired very late. I had been up waiting for important dispatches from the front. I could not have been long in bed when I fell into slumber, for I was weary. I soon began to dream. There seemed to be a death, like stillness stillness about me. When I heard subdued sobs... Subdued (laughs) sobs, Subdued. 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 Sobs, as if a number of people were weeping. I thought... I left my bed and wandered downstairs. There the silence was broken by the same pitiful sobbing. But the mourners were invisible. Hmm. I went from room to room no living person was in sight but the same mournful sounds of distress met me as i passed along it was light in all the rooms every object was familiar to me but were all the people who were grieving as if their hearts would break i was puzzled and alarmed what could be the meaning of all this determined to find out the cause of this state of things so mysterious and so shocking i kept on until i arrived at the east room which i entered And why wouldn't you? Because you are the President of the United States. Therefore, I met with a sickening surprise. Before me was a catafalque. A what? On which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments.
0: Oh, maybe that's like a a gurney of some sort. Yeah,
1: it could have been. Around it were stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people, some gazing mournfully upon the corpse whose face was covered Others weeping pitifully. Who is dead in the White House? I demanded of one of the soldiers. <laughs> the president was his answer. He was like killed for by seeing, an assassin. Foreseeing his own freaking death. This was a couple years before he even died. That's insane. Yeah. Then came a lous- loud burst of grief from the crowd, which awoke me from my dream. You can have the rest of those. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk. I've only eaten more, most of them. <laughs>
0: They're hard not to. I was afraid I was going to eat them all. I know.
1: Then came a loud burst of grief from the crowd, which awoke me from my dream. The first accounted sighting of Lincoln was by President Theodore Roosevelt. Also, Grace Coolidge claims to have seen him standing, (gasps) President Coolidge's first lady, Uh by a window in the Lincoln bedroom, which incidentally was not his actual bedroom, so the Lincoln bedroom, where famously all the, the sightings are, mm-hmm. was never his bedroom, but was actually his office during his time. I think he's. I think he slept on the floor in there a lot. Probably, probably, mm-hmm. but had been his office. Okay, mm-hmm. Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands. Stayed at the White House during a state visit in 1942 and heard a knock at the door at midnight. She opened it. She let out a yell and promptly fainted at the sight of Abe Lincoln.
0: I would
1: love to see the ghost of Abe Lincoln. I think I would too. I'd be like. And he said to like show up at times when the nation is in need. Mm. And another like thing that was put out there was that. Probably the reason he shows up the most is because his life was cut short before his mission and mm-hmm. had been completely accomplished.
0: Oh, Abe Lincoln, you can come see me tonight at my
1: Dudes, <laughs> Dude, I would love for you to channel Abe Lincoln.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I just invited him okay. over. All right. So.
1: Well, you need to record it if he shows up. Oh, a bitch. You've got I a might,
0: camcorder. I might have to, oh, I'll sleep with it on. Yeah, that'll be something nice. <laughs> well, that's not snoring
1: you here. That's a blinking. <laughs> okay, Mary Eben or Eben Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary also secretary also saw him in the northwest bedroom, sitting on a a bench, pulling his boot or sitting on the edge of the bed, pulling his mm. boots on hurriedly, as if he had somewhere important to be. Mm. The most hilarious sighting was by Winston Churchill, mm. British Prime Minister. Yeah, a bit of a drink During one of so. his stays, yeah, <laughs> during one of his stays in the 1940s, he had just finished a bath. He walks out the main bedroom naked as a jaybird, with only a cigar in his mouth, <laughs> and there was President Lincoln standing by the fireplace. To which he said, "Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage." <laughs> And then the president disappeared. I could see
0: that happening. (laughs) Totally see that happening. And
1: and then, like, apparently after that, he requested to stay in another room.
0: Really? Yeah. Hmm. I I could see that. Even
1: though he handled it pretty coolly. He was scared. He was kind of freaked out about the whole thing.
0: Well, he might have thought that it was his, uh, you know, him
1: drinking a little too much. too. Could have (laughs) been. But maybe not. Uh Ronald Reagan's daughter Maureen was no stranger to overnight what? visits at the White House. So on at least one occasion her husband Dennis woke up to see a shadowy figure standing by the fireplace.
0: No.
1: Maureen didn't believe him until she too saw a man in a red coat standing in their room in the middle of the night. In
0: a red coat, Lincoln? probably like his night oh, like coat or something, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Even President Dwight Eisenhower claims to have been holdike. <laughs> Claims to have been walking down a hallway when he spied a figure coming mm. toward him. After a moment, he realized it was Abraham Lincoln. Listen,
0: he's like, it's the people's house and I'm hanging out here.
1: Yep. Tony Savoy, White House operations foreman, mm. has said that he was working on the second floor of the residence in the early 1980s when he happened upon a snazzly dressed Lincoln wearing oh. a pinstripe suit. The president was sitting in a chair with his hands folded together and his legs crossed. Savoy blinked and Lincoln was gone. Oh, I mean, so he's been cited by so many, like... I love it. But credible people. Yeah. Like, why would they say this?
0: And all of them
1: in different, have eras. different stories
0: and different eras, yeah. but their their stories aren't all the alike or even
1: close to being alike, right. so I believe um, it. Lincoln's son, Willie, has also been seen. The Lincoln's youngest son died in the White House, probably of typhoid fever in 1862, which was the reason that... They're gone. Oh, wow. (laughs) Mary Todd Lincoln had so many seances. Uh So he died at the age of 11. Uh Jenna Bush Hager, President J.W. Bush's daughter, Uh also claimed to have heard otherworldly noises one night. She said, Barbara and I were going to sleep. Her sister, they shared a room... Our rooms were right next to each other. Oh, okay. Our rooms were right next to each <sighs> other. And it was in college when people would call late. So our phone rang, and I woke up, and all of a sudden, we heard 1920s piano music, okay, Parents' no. Day, coming out of the fireplace. No,
0: okay. I'm okay with not hearing something
1: like that. Yeah. She explained, but she didn't feel anything malicious or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they never felt any, like, negative. negative. Mm-hmm. And I was, sh- like, surely it was the cat or something. <laughs> yeah, the cat. Yeah. Cats meowing in tune. We had to pretend in the middle of the night, but you could feel the music coming out of the fireplace. Former First Lady Michelle Obama, too, opened up about her paranormal experience within the White House. In 2009, Michelle revealed that both Barack and she were awakened by loud noises coming from the hall. The couple used to hear strange sounds coming from the drawing hall. When they would go to look for it, there was nothing there, just silence. Other members of the house had experienced a sensation of someone chewing up their feet what? in the middle of the night. This was reported by many staff members.
0: Chewing up their feet?
1: This was during the Obama Obama.
0: Okay. era. I'm assuming some of that's like by her mom or the girls, maybe. I don't know. Chewing yeah. up their feet? Something like chewing at- and. Like think, taking a little n- nibble. I on think their I did t-tos. hear that there were
1: had like somebody's dog had passed away in the White House. Oh, so, it so like been it's an yeah. animal. Okay, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot Are of. Are you animals. done? Wait, I am done. I was having so much fun. Okay, I'm done. You like that? I
0: really i I could go on.
1: Yeah, well, there. You know what? There was way more than that, but that was what I could fit in. There. It wasn't there was even lot that little, long.
0: Yeah, that was good. I you loved it. That? Yeah. But a good story doesn't seem like it's very long.
1: So, anyways. I I mean, was, it, that was that was It was kind of political, but not political. No, yeah, it was just kind of fun. Nothing about the who current... knew. I didn't know that it was that haunted. I didn't no, know. That I, I had no idea. But I mean, think you of would... how many mm-hmm. lives have been through that house. Yeah, how mm-hmm. many? Like, think I mean, of all the people, the people that lived there, the live there and worked there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Presidents, presidents' wives, their mm-hmm. children, the staffs, mm-hmm. their staff work live there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Not not the cabinet members, but right? Like no, but like yeah, yeah,
0: Well, like maids and stuff. I yeah. guess back in yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, so good. That was good. You like that? I did. I was. I'm. I'm, I'm pleased with our stories, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> so uh, we're
1: also slightly buzzed.
0: So yeah. you know, we're just patting ourselves we on the back. Share, like, follow. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Call somebody. Tell them. What a great podcast this is.
1: <laughs> and we will let you know, as soon as we get that footage out, we're going to put it on YouTube, so. Wait. We'll probably give you guys some going clips. On YouTube? Our, the footage of our um, ghost hunt? Yeah. It's uh, going uh, on YouTube. I thought it was going on our... Okay. This one's going straight to YouTube. 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 I mean, that's what I think we should do. Yeah. on YouTube. But we will have a blooper reel that will be going only on our Patreon. <laughs> People,
0: yes, <laughs> that's worth the, that's worth whatever amount you want to give a month.
1: Exactly. We had we had quite a few experiences in the few hours that we were there. I mean, we were there we from like eleven to like 3:30, three thirty, right? Yeah, 30, three three oh, thirty. Yeah, I know. I didn't pre- go
0: to sleep until five. Yeah. or Later.
1: Yeah. I was pretty worthless the next day. Okay,
0: but it was it was fun and it went fast. Yeah, I mean, just that time being there, it just it's almost like we needed...
1: It was a good practice run. Where there's still some stuff we gotta hone out. But like we need night. Yeah, we have some stuff we need to. Yeah, we do need night vision. Mm-hmm. Anybody got a night vision camera <laughs> they want to give us? Want to <laughs> donate <laughs> a night vision camera? <laughs> mm, maybe. Uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: I do want to give a shout out to a, a fellow fellow podcaster that's out there and that is dealing uh, with COVID right now. Him oh, and his wife. Oh, and I'm yes. not going to put a name out there, but hey, we're rooting for you. Yes. We're
0: thinking of setting
1: you healing vibes. You know, mm-hmm. you got this dude. Yes. And uh, it's real, everybody. Yes. It hasn't gone away. No, it's uh, amazingly. It's worse. Know?
0: Yeah. We are having about which again? If I can save toilet paper for the rest of us people, I am going to to announce the names of those I see hoarding
1: frickin' toilet paper. <laughs> Nobody's gonna let you see their toilet paper yeah, stash Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't let me at your house.
0: Hide it behind locked doors. Don't let
1: me at your house.
0: Don't let me at your house.
1: All right. All right, guys. So you, if you want to just shoot us an email, if you guys have any suggestions or have wanna. a story that you want to share with us, we are on Tipsy Tales <laughs> Podcasts at yahoo.com. You don't want to listen to us on the different podcast mediums. We're also on YouTube.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And do us a favor and just head over to YouTube anyways and hit like yes. and subscribe. Yes. And if you happen to be listening to us mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, Hit like and subscribe as well. That helps. It matters. And it, it, helps. it really matters. It really matters. Because
0: then pretty soon we can go like this. And we're taking a potty break. And here is a message from our sponsors. Sponsors. sponsors, Potthard. And it's probably going to be like, you know, pothic wine or something. Is that the name of it? <laughs> deadly <laughs> like I mean, sevens <laughs> is it that be it depends. seven deadly sins I don't know Different. <laughs> I don't know it could be seven seven You know. oh do you like seven and seven wow you're like <laughs> crown, crown royal, royal? <laughs> we both alright listen just saying
1: alright guys well thank you for tuning in if you've made it this far hey
0: congratulations congratulations you are the lucky winner of what? making it this far <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right guys that's oh. what oh i don't know i was gonna say oh my, well, i'm carlene and i'm mama <laughs> good night good night